0: evening and welcome to another episode of the power half hour unstoppable business owner and i'm your host dorothy odell for this evening i have the distinct pleasure of bringing on to the screen christian esguardo known as the left foot coach welcome and i hope i didn't massacre your last name yeah, a little bit just a tad sorry all right <laughs> i was gonna ask before we got on it and i forgot because we got busy talking uh so Everybody meet Christian. Christian is like my new best friend. Uh, he's all the way in Arizona and I'm here in Canada, but that doesn't matter. Uh, this guy is truly amazing and just wait to hear his story. So Christian, if you could share a little bit about your story uh, and then we'll get into what it is that you do, what, being the left foot coach. Oh, wow. Um, well, you know, I'll just say like my
1: story is I'm fifth generation Mexican-American and, and even I say like East Giro um or but like if i was talking to my grandma it would be izquierdo right and so i i also tolerate a scared are you a scared you know things like that and i got tons of different voices and accents that has been growing up all over the place that allow me to have fun um so i was born in michigan fifth generation you know but i have a my my mom's side of the family is spanish so even like the mention of being mexican is just like uh, so beneath them right um but you know i've got the native american got the germans i'm totally organized and like rigid um and at the same time we have the mestizo immigrants like happy to just have work and be diligent and have an amazing family so i have this wonderful uh lineage that i've grown up with and Grew up north of Chicago and Evanston um, and you know that that experience just totally transformed my life too. being like 40% black 40% white and the 20% of like the Filipinos, Asians, Jews and myself and, and like maybe two five Mexicans, um, you know, like that experience growing up in high school, I, I thought the world was diverse. I thought the world like accepted black white. I thought the world like had the, the valedictorian and the star running back at the same lunch table. Like I thought, I, I thought we all got along. I knew, I knew the rest of the world didn't like. You know, it had issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but I. The world I has issues. In, Right. Uh, Yeah. A couple. And, um, but, but I, I, you know, I, I grew up with black, white, African American. I, you know, I remember listening to public enemy and, but also at the same time, like someone was blasting the eagles, you know, like it was at the same party. You don't find, you know, Led Zeppelin and the public enemy on the same playlist. Uh, all the time but that's what I grew up with and I went to the University of Michigan because someone told me I couldn't yeah I had to prove him wrong but um (laughs) after Michigan I have the distinct pleasure of being the only person kicked out of a Michigan football game twice um so one one I know it's it's really it's not too complicated but I was able to do it um Uh, I think the the first time it was either a marshmallow fight, like we used to throw marshmallows in the student section, Um, and then the second one was crowd surfing, or maybe the crowd surfing was first, and then the marshmallow fight was second. I can't remember really which one was first, but um, I had a buddy that always said, you have the unique distinction of being kicked out twice, so um so it can be done it can be done it can be done. yeah there's 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 yeah don't tell me something can't be done because I'll do it um after Michigan I went to New Mexico I read the Dharma Bones I had this amazing spiritual experience um and you know I I just questioned everything at that point and and I and I kind of led my life at that point of if there's truth or there's love somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle, it's right. Mm-hmm. And if, and, and love and freedom became kind of the the core part of like a, a spiritual search that has lasted since I was 19. Uh, and not many of us can say we're well, like, we had this divine spiritual experience at 19 that led me to read the Dharma bombs as, as well as like the way of peaceful warrior and go. Go to an Indian reservation, but at the same time, learn the martial arts from a um, a karate master in New Mexico, and I, you know that that experience um, you know tr- truly transformed my life because I knew there was something different. I knew it wasn't just about getting a college degree and getting a good job. It was like, how do I lead my heart? How do I lead with my heart? How do I love people? How do I forgive people? Um, how do I like be a stand for truth and justice and not the American way, but it was like, how can it be a cultural, like how can we embrace all of our cultures? Cause I'd grown up in that environment where, you know, my friends were Hindu and Buddhist and I loved them just the same. And so what was their culture? And so that really led me and, you know, created a awkward. I'm going to say an awkward foundation because I just always ask, is there love or freedom? Like if I this like is that. true, there's love. It's gotta have love in it, right? Like if it and if 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 it's heart and, it, and I'm not gonna always say like Corinthians 13 is always the way to have define love, but you know, is it patient? Does it hold no wrongs? Is it like um is it embrace? Is there's no score keeping? Like how many of us in our relationships do we keep score? Um and, and that, like, aspect of love, but then, like, is there freedom? Like, am I free to choose? Am I free to live? Am I free to, like, um, you know, go golfing every day? You know, like, I love golfing. I've fallen in love with golf. And, and, and having the freedom to golf every day is, is a unique experience. So those two questions really guide my life um, with everything I do. And um, as a background, you know, I finally – Uh, I played soccer since I was four. I went through all these different experiences, um, you know, in graduate. I went to a Buddhist graduate school in Europa University um, where I studied complex system series. I was uh, I was that nerd in front of the class um, answering all the questions, reading all the books, um, really dove into like the contemplative side of education and Mm -hmm. um, at at one point, we had a project to take complex systems theories into a childhood love. And I took it into soccer. And so I formed a soccer team at the Naropa University at the time. We were called the Naropa Institute when I started. My degree says Naropa University. I'm still kind of a little jaded about that Um, but (laughs) but we created this like amazing experience and by applying complex system theories to the game that i loved it just opened up a um, a process for me to integrate my martial arts apply it to team building and leadership and Mm -hmm. um, really transform my own life and my love of soccer And so in 2008, um, I had been coaching for about 10 to 15 years on on the side. Um, And I just, you know, I told him, I told my, I remember, I told my wife, I'm going to go, you know, I'm making good money per hour. I'm going to go do that as a life, you know, as a choice. And I lived the soccer, you know, I call them hired guns or or merchant marines. Um, And I lived that life for a long time until I kind of discovered um you know the lo coaching academy and it really was kind of like divinely inspired it came from you know working with one player and over I don't know I formed it in 2008 in 2010 I opened um the facility yeah, um yeah, I went to the world Cup in 2010 from Coca-Cola wow. and Best Buy um we won an award and at the and I was blogging nationally so it was like, telling the story of what we were creating. And um, I remember the moment it was, it was so beautiful. We were in South Africa. We had, there were over 400 kids from around the world. And, you know, you always hear these stories of, you know, kids from Brazil or South Africa, just creating a ball from nothing. And that's mm-hmm. what they did. They created out of like um, plastic bags that they had found. And like, we were in this, like, I don't know, like banquet hall, but they were bored and no one had a ball. So they made one. And then they're standing there with all these kids from around the world and some of the lefties that came from, uh, you know, from us. Um, they were all juggling. And I remember just standing with someone. And I said, wouldn't it be amazing if we can create a place where kids could just go to play soccer? Like everything else is about winning. It's like tournaments. It's games. It's practices. It's tryouts. But nowhere was there a place where kids could just go and play. And, um that became the foundation of Love foot coaching academy and um, over what 10 we I opened the doors in 2010 um and crowdfunded toward forty thousand dollars to start the academy uh, before crowd before crowdfunding was even a thing um and uh, laid the turf myself put the cl- you know like had clients in there and there's still some kids to this day that remember playing on the cement, um, but I created a philosophy. I created a methodology. I created all these different things in business um, and, you know, uh, sold the company in 2019. I owned the real estate. Um, I created all these different plans and marketing plans and spreadsheets and took two years off and uh, got in a car accident had a massive concussion um and i said you know i'm not gonna be on the same roller coaster everyone else is in life i wanna um and as i tell the story i was you know alone hospitalized i'd just gotten out of the hospital my wife had left me um i was um i was craving some orange juice and i you know i had kind of dead legs like my legs won't work they or they couldn't have the strength like so if I if i stood up i'd fall um either through dizziness or whatever and so i had to kind of like crawl to the refrigerator down the stairs and um i don't know what moment it was but i just remember i just dreamt of walking on the beach i saw my legs working my feet touching the ground and i just said you know i just want to walk on the beach and if my (laughs) life could be a walk on the beach um for the next 25 years, what's that gonna look like? What's that gonna be like? And um, I you know, a month later I did walk on the beach in sayulita Mexico, and I just said, you know, if 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 something comes into my existence that doesn't align to walking on the beach, I don't want it. And I love it that. Doesn't love align that. and and uh or what could happen that I can still have a walk on the beach, maybe you join me. Maybe we walk on the beach together. Um, or, you know, like, would I even want this call? Would I answer your call if I was walking on the beach? And if right. I wouldn't, well, that that tells us something. And um, and if I would, that tells us something too, you know? So that that's kind of that journey to like being a walk on the beach and um, and really having a life that, Empowers myself and my family and everyone else around me to have
0: a life of ease and and, and comfort. And, and comfort's oh. a, a whole oh. kind of word. So all right. I love what you said. Have a life of ease and empowerment. Because how many of us walk around doing what we have to do, not doing what we want to do? And that was powerful. What you said, you know, make your life a walk on the beach. And by the power of your mind, and obviously. Not just the mind, but I mean, you were able to walk a month afterwards after declaring that. Right. And I think there's a lot in declaring that and saying, "Okay, this is what I'm going to stand for and then doing it. Um, So that is awesome that you were able to do that. Absolutely love all of that. Your determination and your strength is Definitely is what is getting you through. I mean, just this is like the second or third time I've heard your story um, in the last couple weeks that we've known each other. So, and, and each time I hear it, I hear something different. It's like empowering and inspiring. And for people that are watching that think, okay, maybe you're in a dead end job, or maybe you're in a dead end business and you don't know how to get out of it. This man basically went from, you know, a horrific accident that took away everything to where you're at today. So kudos to you for not giving up. And I just want to say thank you. Yeah, and it's not all, like, you know, I still have
1: bills to pay, right? Like, I still have bills to pay. I still have to, like, you know, create work. I still have to, like, you know, take out the trash. Uh, And how I align that choice of, like, hey, this isn't a walk on the beach. You know, like, (laughs) this this doesn't work for, like, or, you know, like not, not that everything's always out there or, you know, other people's problems, but, you know, relationships that are like stressful and anxious and controlling. And it's like, hey, that's not a walk on the beach, you know, like it allows me to kind of just like declare boundaries and embrace uh, um, I'm choosing in my life, you know, uh, and, and still there's a lot of surrender to that, too, because you never know what's going to wash up on the beach.
0: Yes, you never know, (laughs) especially in this crazy world. You never know. (laughs) Uh, Wow, I you know, and I never thought of that until you just said, until you just said that. So, yeah, you never know. (laughs) So now we're now that you've had a pivot and you're coming back. You know, after your two years, bigger, brighter, stronger than ever. So, what is the left foot coaching now going to? consist of? Uh, are you still going to do soccer or, or now are now we transitioning to business men and women? How is what does that look like now for
1: you? Um, you know, I, I remember this moment when I was like, I, I, it was almost right after I decided to sell everything, you know, and I said, I just want to be the best employee for any company that I work for. You know, like I'm going to be the best employee. They can totally count on me. Um, and I did take like on two jobs during this time. Like I was like, okay, maybe it's time for me to start working. You know, I, I was bored out of my mind that first, like that first year of retirement was really hard. Um, but I think that's, that's been really valuable because I mean, not many of us in our forties can say like, what's retirement like, and I, you know, and I, I, I want to point this out because so many of us struggle with this, but it was a, it was a, so many of us don't have to, sorry. So many of us don't have to answer these questions, but like what happened for me was I didn't have a job. I didn't want a job. I wasn't looking for a job. Um, I wasn't creating a job. And when people asked me, what do you do? My truthful answer was nothing because I didn't do anything. Like I picked up the kids from school or I'd like, I remember enjoying watering the flowers because it was like an activity. And so like, I think retirement is such an interesting concept for most of us that we don't, we don't really know what it's it's like or what it's, what it's going to be. We have these fantasies, but then like, you know, as someone who's 65 and they've been working for 40 years of their life, and then they retire that first year is difficult. Um, because like how do you find your meaning how do you find your purpose and then like i knew i didn't want to go back to a 40 hour a week job i didn't or sorry i mean back to a 40 hour a week job would have been great um but i i i knew i didn't want to do 60 hours i didn't want to do 80 hours i didn't want to be the man again um and so discovering what that looks like has taken has taken a year um or two to you know, I'd, I'd start with companies, they'd want to hire me for a position. And then um, I remember one guy he said, you know, you're such a business owner. I don't know if I can have two of us with us, you know, because I was delegating. I was like creating strategic plans. I was asking how this works with the balance sheet. You know, I was asking so many questions that the even the business owner didn't know. And he's like, I don't know if I can have you as an employee. Um, and um yeah and for me I thought it was like well it's an asset to have someone who's run their own company um Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and and so I think what the left foot coach is this kind of definition of is I discovered um I discovered these secrets to running a company that I didn't know I discovered Like, I didn't know they were the secrets, but as I've been working with other business owners and other companies, I've been like, well, you're not doing this. What do you mean? Like, wait, wait, you you haven't found this pattern in your business? Like, it's there. Um, And that's created a conversation for me that's like, okay, how how do I support business owners as like the place that I wanted to support? I wanted a partner. Not that I wanted a partner to like split the profits. I wanted a partner to have my back. Like, oh my God, I'm coaching. Can you handle the finances? And oh, we, how did we get audited right now? I'm in this massive marketing campaign and we have an audit going on right now. What's What happened there and who can I trust? It's got my back and knows the story of the company and knows what's going on and can address that. So the up coach is kind of that like positioning um positioning a partner um I I know part of walking on the beach is yeah maybe maybe it is a call with the with one of my top employees or one of the people that are running the company and they need some advice or they need someone to vent to because I know there were plenty of times where I thought I was going bankrupt or I thought I was like not going to make payroll or There are all these horrible things that every business owner goes through at some point in their life in their journey um, Mm -hmm. that you can't tell your wife or your spouse because they don't know everything and they don't want to hear that. You can't tell your employees, you know, Hey, we got an audit because we did something wrong in the bills. And uh, you know, uh, you you might not got bonuses this week. You can't really say that. So who do you say that to? Um, Mm -hmm. And I, that's the position I want to put Luffa coach in that like, you know, and I was talking to one of my clients, she goes, Oh my God, I feel so horrible. I'm like scared. I see the money in the checking account and I panic. And I'm like, yeah, I got that. I know that. You know, the whole feeling. Mm-hmm. She's like, you mean that's normal? I'm like, yeah, we all go through that. And that's, and, and that's the place not to look to see the health of your business. You don't look at your checking account to see the health of your business. She goes, what do you mean? And, and that became this whole conversation. And it's just like, how, how, how to support small business owners that are going to that stage um, and, and, and may not have those resources or the experience or the family members, because, you know, your uncles and aunts are always great to give you advice. Um, but they're, they're not always the ones who maybe ran a company, maybe had the valuation, you know, it was a two and a half million valuation, Um And, Okay, you know, I remember ask. I remember just searching. Who could I ask? How do I get it higher? Why is it only two and a half? <laughs> um, and 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 not, and that's where I want to put the Luffa coach in that position to be there for business owners,
0: be a strategic partner, and and that's that's, you know, as a business owner, you wear so many hats, right? And sometimes mm-hmm. it's like, um. You know, so I have to wear the producer hat, the bookkeeping hat, the, you know, fi- getting the client sales, you know, I wear all those hats and sometimes it can be tiring and you're like, well, you know, how how do I go to the next step, right? How, what's the next level? Uh, eventually, like <laughs> Kimberly and I have made out this plan. We want to fire ourselves from sales. Not completely, but we want to have a sales force. So we want to fire ourselves and be, you know, and, and have that sales force around us. Uh, so that's how good we want to be, because we know that we are sometimes as an owner, you're like a hindrance, you're your own hindrance to your own company. And you don't even realize it, that even though you're trying to do, you know, everything and everything right, which is impossible. Um, but
1: uh, well, can I debunk <laughs> two of those myths right there? Yeah, you? Sure. Number one, and I think this is where most business owners make a big problem. Until you are a massive company and other people deliver your services, you are your best salesperson. Like Mm -hmm. you are the best person to ever sell your products and services. If you are a solopreneur or you are the one delivering the services, and and that's where I say like you almost, you don't really have a company, you have a job. And Mm -hmm until you like really step out of delivering the services, you are the best salesperson. So never replace yourself on that. Maybe you might need someone to manage the clients and, you know, and you know, I'll I'll give this, I'll, I'll give a lot of advice for free today, but if you're at like 40 clients, that's when to hire an administrator, like just having someone uh, you know, and, and Kim was my first, now I always honor Kim, and Kim was my first uh, employee at about 25 to 40 customers. And what we said is, if she gets them on the field and make sure that they're paying for what's on the field, then I'll provide all of the services on the field. Yeah. But she's got to make sure when I'm on the field, I'm not bothered by who wants to get on the field or mm-hmm. where I'm supposed to he managed christian's got a coaching appointment at five but he's dropping off his kids at 4 30. so you guys are going to be late you know and that assistant because i got to deliver to 12 kids well can she get those 12 kids on the field yes she can but guess what they needed we learned and this is where like i talk about mapping one of my core questions when I started my company was how, what does it take to get a kid on the field? Like what has to happen in order for them to get onto the field? Well, mom and dad have to call or sign a web page or fill out a form or do something. Maybe they got to make a payment, but like at certain point they would like, sign up a trial and then they would go onto the field and then kim would call them and follow up and then you know guess what the ones that kim called after they went to the field they didn't sign up Hmm. well why not was it kim because most of us would go like well kim's horrible maybe we got to train kim better or like maybe i need to get a salesperson no what we found was that the questions that the parents were asking about the soccer expertise and what their kids wanted needed to come from the coach. Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: what we did is we intervened and said, okay, we're going to have this coaching evaluation into the process so that when the kid comes onto the field during their trial, now they're going to talk to a coach and then they're going to talk to a membership director to do the sale because not all coaches sell. Mm -hmm. And so when we put that coaching conversation in there, we had an 83% conversion on all of our trials. Awesome. That's amazing, right? Like, that's amazing. That is amazing. That is amazing. If you you said out of 100 people that are going to call me and experience my product, 83% will buy. That's damn good. We were doing something. Yeah, we were doing something right. We could almost guarantee when we bought when someone bought a trial,
0: mm-hmm.
1: thirty month, thirty week, or thirty days later, we'd have the you know initial membership deposit. And right. so, like they bought on January first, February second, I could expect three hundred dollars.
0: There you go. So that's, why would you want to partner? Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to partner with Christian that in his in his uh, business because they could get you the 83. 83- we're not guaranteeing 83 percent results but we are guaranteeing no. better results
1: <laughs> yeah I, you know and that's where you know what i've what i've created now is left coach. coaching i had a couple clients so far and then i kind of discovered i'm like wow they haven't i haven't trained them this way like i haven't i haven't walked them through uh i call it now the five elements of transforming service right like you're if you manage these five things in your business, you're gonna trend, you're gonna double your growth in six months. I pretty much guarantee that because one, you probably weren't measuring it in the first place. So we we can you know we're gonna multiply zero, uh, or we're gonna multiply one and two and things like that, right? <laughs> and then as you start getting better at, it, you start saying, "Wow, you know, you know," with Kim, maybe we're at like a twenty percent, you know, conversion rate but then when it was Kim and I we went to an 83% conversion rate and then you know later on in the business guess what the coach that you were on the field with during your first session wasn't the coach you talked to nor was it the membership person anywhere in there we were a team of 3 well we had to we had to determine oh on Tuesdays and Thursdays, there's a membership meeting with the coaches and the membership director to manage all the kids who are coming in and all the kids who are having calls. And, and I would sit in on that meeting and just listen. So those are the places that like, you know, the five elements of transferring services. Um, I, I I watched a lot. I've watched a lot of businesses. They're not even doing anything. They're not even, they have no idea that this is actually happening.
0: Right. Wow. Well, all I can say is definitely uh, (laughs) definitely contact Christian and and get that. So it's like a partnership and converting, you know, your your sales over, Um, because I know you were you will find, you know, and tweak what needs to happen with each business. So have every Mm -hmm. bit of confidence in in what, what you're doing here. So that's awesome. And so where is the best place that you would like people to contact you?
1: Um, you know, right now it's, uh, you can give me a call. I don't answer the phone all the time because I'm walking on the beach or golfing. Um, but I think, you know, LinkedIn, I think I will start utilizing LinkedIn. Um, I do have a, uh, I do have like a little like presentation of what what we're up to here um and when i say we it's it is business partners and coaches that i've grown to like adore and love that deliver things that i i know i can't do um mm-hmm. like automate your financial systems um or like you know import all of your expenses and you know manage that what i do is i look for the patterns in those expenses um so i work with a team uh, of, of different people that I outsource um, you know, to really get the leverage. So that, that little presentation um, I think it's linked onto my LinkedIn now. Um, And it has just a schedule call, schedule an inquiry call um, and a little enroll now button.
0: Perfect. Awesome. And I also had your website in the show notes as well as your LinkedIn profile. Is your website good for them to go to as well?
1: Yeah. And I wouldn't say it's a website because it's not like a www.leftfootcoach. It's like, it's again, a little presentation. It's built in Adobe and um, just kind of walks you through what we're up to and what we're creating here.
0: So. Awesome. Well, go check Christian's uh, site out there. It's definitely definitely somebody you want on your team so he could look at your find out your patterns and help coach you around that. So absolutely loved having you on here. Thank you to all of our guests that showed up in uh, watching and in the replay, because I know sometimes it's dinner hour for some people, so they'll watch it later. So thank you so much, Christian, for coming on and, and sharing your walk on the beach with us. I absolutely love that. And uh, we'll have to have a golf game someday.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think my, my fantasy is when we can go to a simulator and we can play in different directions. You know, like everyone plays a different simulator and we're all golfing together on like you know. But you're in your house, I'm in my house, and you know, my kids are in you know Minnesota, and you know you can we can all golf together. You know,
0: wouldn't that be? Fun? There we go. That would be fun. All right. Well, thank you so much. And uh, same time, same channel next week, folks. Bye for now and be unstoppable in all that you do. Peace.